are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, hosted by Quincy Wheeler and Friends, a podcast about the Cleveland professional baseball team and its fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find uh, me on Twitter at QuincyWheeler1 at GuardianFanCast. You can also find me on Hive these days at QuincyWheeler1. And, of course, writing for Covering the Corner as we're looking for a site runner, trying to keep up as best we can with little articles once a week. Uh, I mean, twice a week for me, and then trying to pick up some news and notes and games recaps as I can. So the Guardians had a difficult weekend series in Tampa Bay in that they really should have won at least two games, possibly three, and they only won one game, the Sunday finale game. Losing the Gavin Williams game, that was a tough one. Shouldn't have happened. Mano Classe, a couple of uh, pitches left out over the plate, and as well as some bad luck. Lost him that game, frustrating, and left Guardians fans at a fever pitch of frustration on Twitter, I have to notice. Uh, so things turned around and, and got better the second game. Gabriel Arias hit a 438-foot home run. Tyler Freeman will be back with the team on Tuesday as they head to Cincinnati for the coveted Ohio Cup. Check out Late Night's Red Late Night Reds podcast. With Tim and Ben, I did a little appearance with them on Sunday night, so you can check in with them and hear from me and them as we talk about the Reds and the Guardians and the series coming up between the two of them, as well as draft all-time Red Guardians, which was a fun thing to do. Thanks for Tim and Ben for having me on. They're great guys. Do some great work. I love to see the Reds succeed in the National League. We'd love to see the Reds and the Guardians meet in the World Series someday. That's the dream. I wanted to... Just note that as Tyler Freeman returns, I really hope the team is aggressive in trying to get Arias, Rocchio, and Freeman at bats every day if possible. Uh, And obviously it's going to be hard to do that with all three of them. So one of them is going to have to sit each and every day. I would hope that Arias is the one who's going to be getting the most playing time, Freeman the second most, and Rocchio the third most. And that's only because Rocchio is only 22 years old. We need to take a look at those two guys first to see what they're capable of. So Arias and Freeman both playing every day. (coughs) That's what I want to see. Sorry, I just uh, swallowed wrong there. So Arias, uh, he needs to be in at shortstop or first base. We need to not be playing Cole Calhoun over Arias at first base. Cole Calhoun seems like an amazing guy. He seems like a good veteran presence. I understand he has to play, but we really need to prioritize seeing Gabriel Arias uh, take his at-bats, get his work in, show what he's capable of. Because here's the thing. I'm a Rokio believer. I think Rokio is probably the best choice for shortstop for the future. But if Gabriel Arias can show that he can cut down his swing and miss enough, if he can stop swinging and miss missing so often at pitches in the zone, that guy has to be your your shortstop for the future. 
because his glove is insane. He also hits the ball extremely hard every time he gets a hold of it. He's insanely strong. He needs to be your shortstop of the future if he can manage to cut down that swing and miss. And the only way you're going to be able to decide that is if you get a chance to take a good look at him the rest of the season, and maybe he gets a chance to go after it in spring training as well. Rokio, I love a lot of things about him, but he hasn't been able to show the same kind of power he showed in AA. It may not ever show up, and if that's the case, then he's a fairly weak-hitting, high-contact guy who will play a good shortstop for you. That's your kind of two-win player, three-win player. Uh, Basically, Ahmed maybe a little bit better. Uh, You know, maybe gets you four or five wins certain years. If Gabriel Arias can cut down on his swing and missing in the zone, which is his main problem, then that's a guy who's going to get you four to five ones a year. That is how good he is. It's like having Jimenez on the other side of the diamond. So they just really have to, even though I'm a rookie believer, they have to get Arias at bats every day. And no Cole Calhoun in his way, no Brian Rocchio in his way. I'm okay if Freeman takes some starts at shortstop. But at this point, I would be more interested in seeing Rokio go down to Columbus and keep working on stuff and Jose Tania be the backup in the major leagues, honestly. I'm sure that it'll be Tania down and Rokio uh, staying up, and they'll try to fit everybody in. But I just want to see a lot of Arias at bats. That's where I am. All respect to Cole Halhoun. Again, seems like a great guy. Uh, Ramon Laureano getting a long run in the outfield. I like to see that. I think it'll be great for the team to see what he's capable of, see if he can get that cloud of Oakland athletics out from over his head and show what he's capable of as a defender and a hitter. He's shown flashes already of that hitting. Uh, His arm is amazing in the field. They're willing to play him over strong center field, which I'm a fan of. So I think that's something to keep in mind as a Guardians fan and be interested to watch. But Oscar Gonzalez had a great game on Sunday as well. It's looking a lot better at the plate lately. They really need to be uh, aggressive about getting Gonzalez his at-bats as well. And when Josh Naylor comes back, I want to see the most days the lineup should be Bo Naylor at catcher, Josh Naylor at first base, Andres Jimenez at second base, And then Gabriel Arias at shortstop, sometimes Tyler Freeman. Tyler Freeman plays against left-handed pitching. That makes a lot of sense. Third base, Jose Ramirez. Left field, Quan. Center field, Brennan or Laureano against left-handed pitching. And in right field, uh, Laureano and Brennan. And get straw in there sometimes in center field. Uh, And then Gonzalez is your DH. So, you know, if... If you have Rokio still there, then you can get him some at-bats at DH if you want. Get Gonzalez in right field. You've got to get these young players plenty of steady at-bats. It's very exciting to see these young pitchers performing very well, from Allen to Bybee to Williams, uh, just even Curry. It's exciting to see. Hopefully that continues. Uh, That's the key for the future. If they can get McKenzie, Bieber, That'll just make things that much more exciting if they can get Quantrill right the ship so they can be that fifth starter, reliable fifth starter that he was. If they can get Espino back healthy next season, I mean, this team has a ton of potential to do some real damage in the American League, even with the offensive issues. 
Give them time. I think they're going to figure this stuff out. There's a lot of exciting things happening with the Guardians, even while we admit this season has been uh, pretty disappointing in a lot of different ways. I do wonder what the situation is with Terry Francona a couple times recently in in post-game press conferences. I've heard him talk about the future of this team instead of our future and the future of our team. And I do wonder if that indicates that he's maybe considering the idea of retirement a little more strongly than what we might have thought at the beginning of the season. Uh, Health issues again. So hopefully the team has given some thought to what the backup plan is for Tito. Are they going to be able to find someone who's maybe a little more aggressive with young players, a little more aggressive to implement the insights of analytics? Or are we going to find out that Tito pretty much shares the perspective of the front office and they are kind of leaning towards playing veterans over uh, young players in a lot of different ways? That'd be disappointing. I just (laughs) wish this team would be more aggressive with trying to get these young players all the at-bats that they need to try to figure out who they are because that's what's most important for the future. Hopefully coming up here in this next week, maybe we'll get some news about Kyle Manzardo, the big acquisition in the Aaron Savali trade, getting a chance to play in Columbus and what that might mean for him for the rest of the season, getting him set up to help the team on opening day. Uh, I'm hopeful for that. Hopefully we'll see some signs of improvement from George Valera, who's still struggling, trying to get that strength back in his hand and and get his... uh, offensive numbers up to where we hope they would be. But I did want to mention, hopefully everybody's paying attention to Jonathan Rodriguez, who hit another home run for Columbus today. Coming into the day on Sunday, he had a 154 WRC plus in 14 games for Columbus. A hilarious 43.3% strikeout rate and only a 5% walk rate. But I think that will come down to a little more reasonable territories in the 30% strikeout range somewhere, maybe get around 6% walks. Um, his ISO is 421. His slugging is 737 going into Sunday, so that'll probably go up again with the home run. He absolutely demolishes left-handed pitching as a right-handed hitter. He's got a little better instincts in the outfield uh, than Oscar Gonzalez has, and it looks like he has a little better plate discipline Definitely a name to pay attention to as a right-handed hitter who can help this team out. In fact, as I look around, I think the Guardians are getting closer to dealing with some of their right-handed hitting issues. If Jonathan Rodriguez can help, then you have David Fry, Ramon Laureano, you have Tyler Freeman, you have uh, these guys are going to be able to help you against left-handed pitching. So I think that's important for the team for the future, and it's definitely good to see and something to hang on to. It's an off day for the Guardians, so we can all take a deep breath. Again, don't think this is going to be a season where they make the playoffs, or if they did, they wouldn't make very much noise in the playoffs. But hopefully they give us a chance to have a little fun with a playoff chase uh, going into September, make things interesting for the Twins, make a real run at it. That would be great in all senses uh, of the word. To be able to give the players that experience is also really good. I believe in this organization, I believe in this team, but there are some issues that need to be solved, and there's some decisions that need to be made, especially on the infield. So hopefully they're going to be aggressive in trying to figure those things out. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for your understanding of trying to get these podcasts out as quickly and as often as I can. But scheduling-wise, it's been a little bit harder of late, uh, but we continue to try to produce some content to help you enjoy this Guardian season. 
gave us some th- stuff to think about today. Continue to watch those Guardians prospects every day, you know, checking out those box scores in the minor leagues. Gives you some insight into how the team's trying to address things in the future. Also want to recommend that you check out Matt Dallas on Twitter, Matt, Matt Dallas 27 uh, he did a great article kind of talking about what we can see about what the Guardians want to do with their hitters and how we can make sense of their lack of power. So I'll link to that in this episode and recommend that you check it out. Thanks. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us on any major podcast platform. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, rate, and review. Thank you for listening. Thank you.